You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. Get 20% off your next order. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Royals. It is the only daily Royals podcast in the world. In the offseason, during this portion, where there's not a lot to talk about, we do gear down to three episodes a week, which is still the only three-episode-a-week Royal podcast in the world. Uh, But uh, we will ramp back up to a full week of shows as pitchers and catchers begin to report. And we can start there with spring training. I mean, there are some... There are some rumors out there from The Athletic, and some reports, I should say, from The Athletic, uh, that spring training, as of now, will start on time, which is a big deal, because we've been saying all along this offseason that up until this weekend, the big concern was we still don't truly know when spring training is going to happen. Without knowing when spring training will happen, uh, it's hard to know when the season will happen, what the season even looks like. So... If the season does start on time, and if the if the spring training starts on time, you would assume that means that we're playing a 162-game schedule. And if that's the case, I, I wonder what happens to the postseason format, which is clearly of interest to Kansas City, who have made these kind of moves to put themselves toward the middle. And Kansas City could really benefit from an ex- expanded postseason, because if you if you have Kansas City right now at third in the division, which is not just someone putting on their Royals colored glasses, this is something that national people are saying. This is something that uh, people within the division are saying. Like if you go read, like I mentioned, uh, TwinsDaily.com, uh, where our good friend Nash Walker writes at and also hosts Locked On Twins, they've said before that they think that the Royals are going to be a third-place team. This is a realistic ex- expectation now. With the moves Kansas City has made, with the seasons you expect these guys to have, like a Hunter Dozier, like a Alberto Mondesi, like all these guys bouncing back, like Soler and, and Carlos Santana, with the season you expect this team to have, you're getting them in that in that third range in the division. And at that point, you're fighting for a wild card spot, especially if that wild card is expanded like it was this year. So I'm very interested in what this does for that sake. Because if we're starting on time, we're playing 162, what is the incentive to expand the postseason other than revenue? And to that point, I would say, to remember, it's a bargaining chip. Just as the DH is not coming back because the owners do not want to just be courteous to the players and give them the DH, they want to wait and they want to... They want to hold that back as a as a piece of leverage, as a bargaining chip for the CBA next offseason. Because remember, these two sides, the MLBPA and the MLB, have to get a new CBA, collective bargaining agreement, next offseason. And so in those negotiations, everything matters. Every single 
offer matters and every single thing that you can give and take matters to to form that CBA and to avoid uh, another strike. And let's be honest with each other. Baseball cannot handle another strike. They cannot handle a lockout. They cannot handle any of that. The last lockout almost killed them. It, it, it brought them down to third most popular sport in America. And now they're tilting on being the fourth most popular sport in America. So they can't, they, they just can't afford to have a strike. And so the owners are going to keep that DH in their back pocket and offer that up next off season. You can bet on it. I mean, next off season, there's going to be the universal DH agreed to, and it will be in baseball for the rest of time. So enjoy it. If you're one of these people who, who hate the universal DH, enjoy it this year with no DH, because I promise you this will be the last season that you see that form of baseball getting played. Uh, now for the expanded postseason again, this is an interesting one because it benefits both sides, right? The owners get more revenue. The players get more money. I mean, there's more playoff paychecks to go around. There's more postseason opportunities to go around. There's more game checks to go around. Uh, there's more everything, right? And, and it benefits both sides. So which side's going to be the one to take it away? Because for this not to happen, a side has to take it away, you know? For this not to go through with expanded postseason, just as the DH didn't go through. The DH didn't go through because the owners didn't want it to. The players desperately want the universal DH. The players want that so bad. The owners do not want to give them that yet because they want to hold it for next year. So in order for the expanded postseason to go to, to go away, I think that you're looking at somebody not wanting it. And to that, I wonder which side won't want it. Because again, it's so beneficial to each party. So I, I wonder what's going to happen here. I, I wonder how this season even looks. I mean, there's so much to talk about regarding this season in a sense of there's going to be fans in the stands and the baseball season is going to run from you know April to October. And you would imagine at some point in there, you're going to get a vaccine that is going to be able to be made public and able to be made you know pretty much at a, at a high clip. You'd imagine. I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. I don't know that for a fact. But you would imagine at some point between April and October, almost everyone who wants a vaccine can get a vaccine. Or, or even just forget the almost and that everyone who wants a vaccine can get a vaccine. How does that change the dynamic of this season? As the owners lost a ton of money last year, they can recoup a lot of that by just selling out Coffin Stadium and by expanding those playoffs and getting markets like Kansas City into those postseason spots. Because I promise you, even with the even with the highlights of Pat Mahomes and even with the just amazing era we're living in regarding the Chiefs right now. Folks, this this is the golden era. Right? This is the era that you're gonna tell your kids about in 20 years. Your grandkids about in 20 years. I mean, I mean, this is the era we're living in right now. Where when you do tell the next generation about it, they're not going to believe you. They're going to think that you're exaggerating about how good Kansas City Chiefs football is right now. And you don't know if they're ever going to be good again, you know, in 20 years or 50 years. I mean, who would have thought it took 50 more years to get back to the Super Bowl for the Chiefs? Who would have thought it took 30 more years to get back to the playoffs for the Royals? So even with all of that, even while living in the golden era of Chiefs football right now, if Kansas City, if the Royals are in the postseason... Kansas City is going to sell out the K. They're going to watch the postseason. Kansas City is routinely number one in any sporting event on television. Baseball playoffs, even NBA playoffs with no NBA team. NFL, of course. 
even some NHL games, Stanley Cup and stuff, Kansas City is routinely in the top 10 of ratings on sports television. They're going to pack the house, as Rex Heller would say, if the Royals make the postseason. That generates a ton of revenue. And the more opportunities you have for fan bases like this one to get into the postseason, the more revenue you can you can recoup from all that you lost in 2020. So I'm hoping that we do see expanded postseason. Obviously, it makes the Royal season more entertaining. And I think with an expanded postseason, they have a legitimate shot. We'll see what they can do with that shot. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is a phenomenal website that you can go to right now and place your bets on the NFL, the NBA, the College Football National Championship game, college hoops. You can bet on future MLB lines whenever those get put out there for things like the World Series and awards. And then you can, of course, bet on MLB games day today when the season gets started. You can bet on anything you could possibly imagine over at betonline.ag. It is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. BetOnline.ag, sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 50% on your welcome bonus. Let me tell you folks right now, okay, during during this recording, I'm going to type in BetOnline.ag. I'm going to log into my account, and we're going to go to the BetOnline.ag. I logged into my account. I'm going to go to sports, and I'm going to go to football. And I want to place a bet on the Washington football team plus nine. I just bet right here during this live read on Washington football team plus nine. That is how simple and quick it was to be able to pull off betting on betonline.ag. It is so simple. I can bet on the Chiefs right now to win the Super Bowl at plus 200. It is so simple, so smooth, and so easy. And it, again, it's the one place that we trust. So do not sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. I love Built Bars. And, and the highest form of recommendation I can give Built Bars is that Built Bar sends us free stuff all the time. They send us the free Built Bars. They send us all of their other, other goodies that they have on their website. And even while getting free stuff, I purchase with my own money their stuff again because I just cannot get enough of those built bars. The cookies and cream option is my absolute favorite. That's part of their six new flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They are phenomenal. They are covered in 100% chocolate, so they taste just like a candy bar, even though they're a protein bar. They're soft and easy to chew. I love to use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement because to me they're just that filling. So they are. Amazing. I highly recommend them. They are great for the health conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Bilt Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. We're back on Locked On Royals, and I want to tell you right now, when this episode is over, go check out Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start. It's time for a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast from. Brats, you, of course, by our good friends over at betonline.ag. So we've talked about what this season might look like 
in the sense of, you know, expanded postseason. And we found out over the weekend that, you know, the, the spring training will likely start on time, which will be, of course, a big deal. Now, I don't foresee any stoppages once the season gets started because we, we just haven't seen that. Any sport that's played outside of a bubble, including baseball, we've never seen them stop anything. We've never seen them be forced to shut down the league. Of course, since that initial shutdown in March, uh, after that, as, as sports returned, uh, everything went smoothly, even outside of a bubble. Uh, as smooth as possible, I should say, not smoothly, because, of course, we, we had some bumps in the road in baseball and, and, and any sport, really. Uh, but, you know, they were able to finish their season. So I think that if you start spring training on time, you're going to get in a full 162-game season. The next wrinkle to me is about the minor league system, right? When when do minor leaguers get to play on actual minor league teams? Like, when is Omaha back in action? Uh, how many games do they get to play? What is the protocols for calling up a player? For example, if Bobby Witt Jr. is just tearing it up in Omaha and the Royals want to get a look at him, and I know he'll probably start in, like, Wilmington or something, but nonetheless, just follow me here. But let's say he, he goes to Omaha, looks really good, tearing the cover off the ball. And Kansas City wants to look at him in Kansas City, and they want to see him at the big league level. Can he get called up and play the next day? Like, can he get called up from Omaha, hop on a bird, go from you know Idaho or 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 the Iowa Cubs, wherever the hell they play, and hop on a bird, go to Kansas City, and just play the next day? Or does he have to quarantine? Like, does he have to just okay? You've been traveling around with minor leaguers. We're not really sure what you've been doing. Uh, you know, we we know you've been around that group of guys, and before you come around our group of guys, you're gonna have to quarantine for three days. Like, what's the process if they do get to play a minor league system, and if they do get to play a minor league season in which you're traveling around the country? What's the protocol for getting called up? Because even if there's a vaccine, and there is a vaccine, but even if if the vaccine becomes available to professional athletes, baseball's in an interesting position, right? In basketball, I mean, you're gonna you're going to vaccinate 17 guys on each roster. 30 rosters, 17 guys. In baseball, I mean, you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of minor leaguers who you never know when they're going to get called up and when they're not going to get called up, and, and they need to be ready. So can baseball really get the vaccine uh, for their entire sport in this in this calendar year? You know, it might take a little bit longer for baseball than other sports. It might not. I don't know how the vaccine works. I'm just saying that it could take a little bit longer. So operating under the assumption uh, that I have, right or wrong, that it'll take longer for baseball to get the vaccine. What's the protocol if we do play a minor league season for calling up players? Because for Kansas City, that'll be a big deal. Because you would imagine that you're eventually going to want to look at one of your starting pitchers in Asa Lacey and Daniel Lynch and Jackson Coart and Austin Cox even. And you're going to want to call them up. What is the due diligence there for calling up a player? It is so interesting. We'll find out so much more as the days turn and as the days go on. But tomorrow's show, we're going to talk all about the biggest question around this Royals season. What is the one thing Kansas City has to answer this year, or else this year will be considered a, a dramatic failure? But that concludes today's episode of Locked On Royals. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.